The Shooters Podcast has reloaded and is back on the air. Sharing shooting information, facts, and opinions of the shooting sports, the shooting industry, and shooting news. I'm your host. My name is Rick. Welcome to the Shooters Podcast. As I put together another episode, I think back on some of the episodes I've been working on and realize that you put the facts together and get the information together, and as you try to organize it, you realize some of that information is not really relevant, and in some cases the information changes, and you realize that what was originally reported uh, wasn't the most accurate, and so uh, you're kind of glad you didn't put that out there initially. But I know that my the downloads of my podcast have increased considerably, so I know people are out there sharing the podcast. I really appreciate that to help it grow. So, welcome to the Shooters Podcast. As we approach a presidential election year, it seems like politicians are falling over themselves to try and get their name in the news and some of them are doing it by doing some very stupid things or passing a stupid law and you have to wonder how much uh, some other politicians owed them to vote certain things into uh, into existence and I mean there was a small town in California 30 years ago I remember that voted to be a nuclear free zone because they didn't want any nuclear weapons being trailered through their uh, through their city, and I thought that was a little bit silly, but I'm sure they felt good about it. And then when it comes to stupid politicians, you've got California, I think, at the top of the list. Others are vying for the uh, number one spot. But you've got their governor, Gavin Newsom. He declared that he had created the 28th Amendment to the Constitution getting the state legislature to pass a version of an unconstitutional amendment for the Constitution, thinking the uh, rest of the country was going to jump on board? I don't think so. I mean, you figure half the states are constitutional carry. And that doesn't mesh well with an unconstitutional law that bans a ton of different uh, firearms and where they can be carried, and so forth. When they literally write into his uh, new law or new uh, amendment that it specifically does not violate the Second Amendment and doesn't affect the Second Amendment, when obviously it does, it just makes you think, what were they thinking? Then there's the governor of New Mexico recently banning all open carry and concealed carry for 30 days because that she declared a public health emergency because she was bothered by a particular recent shooting. That tells me that that's a particular politician that's got some emotional issues as well. To fly off the handle like that and do something so drastic, so illegal. And of course now she's catching uh, guff from all Everyone around her, um, including law enforcement, who says this is you know totally unconstitutional. It's not legal. We're not going to be doing. We're not going to be enforcing it and doing anything that this law says. 
that's extremely good to see uh, because a lot of politicians think they can just put together anything they want and the law enforcement will just follow right along and uh, do their bidding to violate the Constitution. It's good to see that there was a very fast and very um, forceful outcry against that. I look at many different news sources. Not all of them are liberal. Not all of them are conservative. Uh, some of them are, you know, based in other countries to see what their take is on events going on around the world. Um, however, I do have a fond spot for the United States. You know, born and raised here. Proud American. And so I look mostly at American news sources. A lot of things get said that seem to kind of follow the same narrative. And there's that word, narrative. And they put up websites that kind of help keep some of these narratives together and on the same page with the same numbers to sound very official. And there's the Gun Violence Archive, which I had gone through information in there on my other uh, podcast about the myths of mass shootings that showed that even the information they were reporting on those mass shootings was not accurate, and some of it wasn't even true. But it's just a website. I mean, I'm sure a disclaimer somewhere in there says it doesn't have to be true. These are our sources and everything. And they claim to have 7,500 sources that they use to verify their information that they post. Well, as of September 12th, 2023, there have been 499 mass shootings in America. I looked that over and thought, well, I looked down at the defensive gun uses and they said there were 840. Well, I can assume there are probably 840 in any given state since the um, Center for Disease Control says on average, and has been for over 10 years, on average over 2 million defensive gun uses a, a year in America. So people carry guns and use guns to defend themselves a whole lot more than gets officially reported by this gun violence archive. They definitely want to make it sound like there is really not much self-defense going on out there, but people are being slaughtered. Over 30,000 victims so far. However, I started looking over the details, not just the numbers on their uh, website. They actually have links to the incidents that you can read the news stories or the police um, posts that they put out for these different events so you can get some of the details right from the source as it is. And what seems clear by reading through the information is that the gun violence archive should be more accurately called the gang violence archive. However, their definition of gun violence is kind of a moving target. Yes, pun intended. Looking over the statistics, you can tell that some of this information is used daily by the different media sources. One word comes to mind, and that's ridiculous. Their claim that there have been 499 mass shootings in America to date, well, look over the list, and their idea of a mass shooting on the very first uh, page, I find a half dozen 
that are very much not a mass shooting. I looked at one and found, looked, check, clicked on the news source, and it turns out it was a Twitter post. That was it. A Twitter post is one of their 7,500 sources of information to verify these instances of their gun violence. The Twitter post said four people were shot. There was no corresponding news article or police uh, blotter or anything to, to their verified information. They took it as a fact because someone posted it on Twitter. But it does pump up their numbers. And it turns out in Boston, a criminal who was shooting indiscriminately in his neighborhood last week was arrested and taken to jail. And he got out, I guess, after about an hour, two days later. I think it was just yesterday. He got into an argument with another group of uh, individuals near a street festival in Boston. And the friends he was with and these other people started shooting at each other. And they believed there were possibly seven shooters. There were no injuries reported. The suspect was arrested again and put back into jail. Doesn't give a disposition on him. That's where the information ended. However, the Gang Violence Archive listed seven people injured. And they try to be thorough and they'll list the victims out as male or female if it was a juvenile and so forth whether they were killed or whether they were just injured so what it had listed was a male 18 plus years old injured and then it was repeated seven times on that page of the website so now they have seven more people shot so part of their 30,000 gunshot victims these seven mysterious statistics get added to the number. Yeah, I can see where somebody with uh, some more time on their hands can definitely pump up those numbers that are really just trying to make it sound like everything is horribly violent, which some cities have areas that are horribly violent. However, I think it paints an inaccurate picture. Another mass shooting, when you look at the statistics, the news source is a subject was in a parking lot waving a knife around. He ran at the police officer who responded, and the officer shot and killed that person. That one criminal was killed, but this was listed as a mass shooting. Another incident listed a person was shot while driving in South Carolina. He was in his vehicle, and he was shot and wounded by somebody in another vehicle. No other details about um, a suspect or the vehicles themselves or um, you know who did what other than someone shot this individual. And it's listed as a mass shooting. Somebody could really have a field day with this type of media source. However, this type of reporting, or I should say this type of information source that gives reporters a chance to look things over and feel like they're getting the official statistics, can really fuel the fire towards infringements of people's rights, literally as to where they can go, where they can't go, if, whether or not they can defend themselves, and so forth. 
And the most maddening part about the whole process is that every weird, ridiculous, or stupid, what they call common sense gun law that gets passed that is blatantly unconstitutional still has to go through the court process that takes months or years to be officially deemed unconstitutional by the courts when any high school student who's read the Bill of Rights or the Constitution can tell it's completely unconstitutional. I personally think there really should be a law that prevents politicians from creating these types of laws and that Every proposal must pass a constitutionality test before they work out the details of the law. There are gun laws in California that have been in place for years that have been ruled multiple times to be unconstitutional and they immediately get a stay on the decision and they appeal the decision and there are laws like this from everything from open carry laws to handgun roster laws to ammunition restriction laws that have all been ruled unconstitutional in multiple times in some cases and are still being appealed and still being held in place and enforceable while they go through the uh, the process several times on this issue we can hope that bruin and uh, the supreme court will make things a little more streamlined but I know actually Bruin has helped considerably it's been cited in a number of these cases especially in California and New Jersey and New York for um, the reasoning behind applying a different set of metrics to the law to go okay yeah I see this here it's definitely unconstitutional and a lot of those laws are being struck down which is good in california they get struck down but it's like a you know a little whack-a-mole it pops right back up again i think that end of it is getting better even though it's frustrating when you see idiocy become law however it was refreshing to see law enforcement step up and go we're not going to enforce that that's completely ridiculous it's unconstitutional it's not going to happen and for them to do that i hope to see more of that i know individuals i've talked to several sheriffs and the actual sheriff of several counties in california who have assured me that there are certain gun laws that are not even being looked at because they are totally unconstitutional and um, do nothing to help the public safety and they know that eventually those laws will fall as unconstitutional and they just ignore them. So they don't get in front of cameras and post stuff on media about how they're not going to enforce them. They just go forward with the, uh, the idea that if they ignore it, eventually it will go away. However, they're not going door to door trying to enforce any of the really unconstitutional laws. Well, it's good to hear it, but I do like when they get on the... Uh, the tv and the internet to say no it's not happening i mean from the um podcast for the myths about mass shootings i don't want to rehash everything in there however just looking at the gang violence archive they list 30 mass murders so far this year the criteria for mass shootings is laid out pretty clearly 
by the FBI, which is when four people are killed in a public place, and it's not domestic violence or gang violence, it is a basically a mass murderer doing their killing. The criteria for mass shootings is very different for the gang violence archive. Because while they started with the same FBI definition of mass shootings, they quickly ran out of impressive numbers. So, they changed the definition. And now, it's three or more people injured, with a gun involved. And, as you noticed in one that I mentioned earlier, the guy had a knife, and the officer had the gun. And the one guy was killed, and it was a mass shooting. So, I guess the gun isn't even a requirement. They do put a lot of statistical categories in their stats when they show it. And it looks impressive. And they put little tiny numbers next to each other statistical number. And when you go down and check the legend on that, it's like verified by multiple sources. Verified by multiple sources. And when you look at it closely, it seems to fall apart. Because a Twitter post from just a person with no news article, nothing official from any law enforcement is not what I call a verified source. They can verify that it was actually typed out and put on Twitter, but that doesn't mean there's any truth to it. When they say there had been 30 mass murders this year in America, I looked at that and I looked over at the stats and then I looked at the news sources. The first seven incidents that they list where four or more people were killed for it to be a mass murder in their definition. Every one of them, well, on the first seven on the first page, were people who killed family members and friends in domestic violence rampages or gang war type retaliatory shootings and drive-bys. And I don't want to take anything away from the tragedy of having somebody shot and killed. However, these are not incidents that the average person is just going to be involved in. And when you read it in the paper and you see the numbers, the numbers get scary. Well, apparently, even by their own definitions, the numbers are not true. They're using this website to stoke the fears of gun violence from armed people however they're misreporting the facts and making things appear a lot worse than they are so anytime you hear statistics about violence and so forth okay it's all crime let's keep it that way actually that's not really accurate not all violence is crime when you defend yourself, it sometimes takes a violent act to defend yourself, but it's perfectly legal. So, not all violence is crime. I stand corrected on that. However, there isn't a murder that happens out there that's not a criminal act. And as many people have said, they can set their gun on a table all day and it will never jump up and run around and shoot people. They're trying to make the gun the main player 
in all these incidents. It's right in the name of their website. And I am not on a crusade by any means against the gun violence archive. However, I don't like to see the blind following of the statistics that they throw up on this web page and make it look fancy and make it look official as official can be there's a lot of colors in there and i'm sure reporters like to see that but their information they're putting up there even by their own standards and when they put a link down to what actually occurred or they call this a mass shooting and there was one person injured or this was a mass shooting or a mass murder and two people were killed those individual crimes are tragic for everybody who knows the victims. However, if you're not reporting this information accurately, and in some cases you're falsely reporting it, it doesn't help for the average person to get information where they can make decisions, especially when it comes to either voting or especially for their own personal, their, uh, their own local politicians and so forth. But I'm not going to go too far much further into politics. It does, those lines get blurred because it doesn't matter if it's uh, factual and true. Politicians will use information to try and gain support or show, look what I did and that type of stuff. However, in this case, when they look at those numbers, um, know that the gang violence is just all throughout this whole thing. And that's supposedly not going to happen in nice neighborhoods. And the one fact from the other podcast I did, the vast majority of all mass shootings do occur in very poor neighborhoods and very poor areas of cities. So if politicians fix some of that, they might actually be able to make an impact on crime. We'll see. But I don't hold out a lot of hope that politicians are going to be the answer to this. Every time I hear about someone being killed for just going to the grocery store to pick up some milk, all I think is it's too bad that they weren't carrying a gun and at least had the opportunity and the chance to defend themselves. And I know that there are some that would go, well, not everybody should be carrying a gun. No, absolutely not. And everybody would under would agree that mental health is more of an issue with mass shootings and mass killings than the firearms are. Well, until next time, take care. Be safe. Thank you for downloading, listening, and subscribing. And please continue to share this with other people that you know who are pro-Second Amendment and pro-gun. Hopefully they can find some information in here. Nothing else, at least entertain them for a bit. Take care.